0: Welcome, adventurers. I'm sure you're tired from your travels. Take a seat by the fire, and I will regale you with tales of the Retrovaniacs Weekend Warriors. Three men who travel time and space to save different towns, planets, and universes from evil. Welcome to the first episode of Retrovaniac's Weekend Warriors. This is not a standard show or a bonus show uh, at this time. This is going to be a play-along retro RPG podcast. So we're going to pick one game. We're going to tell everyone what it is ahead of time. Uh, this time is the game Fantasy Star for the Sega Master System, and we're going to slowly play through it. The idea is to get through about five hours of game time in a week. Uh, for most people, that's probably pretty doable if you like these sort of games. If you don't like these sort of games, this may not be a show you want to listen to. Uh, the first episode of each one of these will kind of explain the game itself, some of the mechanics, and get you started in the story. Uh, and then after that, we'll kind of just be plowing through story and any notable changes to how the game plays. Each of these episodes should be between 15 to 30 minutes after the first episode about each game uh, and the idea again if you want to play along with us we'll tell you how far we're going to get in the next episode we'll be posting things on our twitter and on our patreon page uh, with maps and things if we need to to make it uh, a little easier for some of these games so yeah this is going to be about fantasy star and to start the game have either of you played fantasy star before this podcast
1: oh god no um <laughs> i was uh as a kid, I, I. I... As far as 8-bit RPGs go, as far as early RPGs go, I was was not into them at all. I, um, I I don't know if it's the patience for it or not. The only one I had ever made myself play was Dragon Warrior for the NES. Um, and that's just because it, it came with a Nintendo Power subscription. Um, actually, it came... That's a long story. It ended up with me as a child writing my first official letter to a company complaining to Nintendo. But that being said, uh, no. I had not played this one. Would not have dreamed of playing this one at the time.
2: Yeah, and I, I actually didn't play any RPG, I, I think, until the Super NES. Uh, so like maybe like, a I don't know, Final Fantasy 3, 6, whatever you call it. Uh, and anything earlier than that, I it was just a mystery to me like I remember my uncle uh, he was way into NES uh, RPGs and every time I'd go over there like he would all he wanted to do was show me his progress in those games mm. and like he'd pull up like Final mm. Fantasy 1 on the NES or whatever and and be like, you know, you look this shit's bad as shit. It's fucking awesome. It's like, well
1: uh, it's not very exciting for a <laughs> for a spectator.
2: Yeah, and like I was a kid without a Nintendo, so all I wanted to do was play like the actual Nintendo games that I knew about, like mm-hmm. you know, Mario and, and other stuff that was popular. And he had those games. But for me to get to those games, I had to entertain him. Uh, so he could show me the the random shit he was fighting in Final Fantasy. He's like, That's a fucking dragon. That's co- cool as hell, right?" It's like, "Well, it's little, but sure. You know what are you doing to it? It's just standing there. Numbers happen." And I, I was never really impressed by that, and I never understood why anyone played those games. So no, uh, I did. Not, I, the, the first time I even remember Fantasy Star was seeing it in a magazine uh, for Fantasy Star Three on the Genesis, and I thought that looked pretty cool. Uh, but the original original game. Uh, Actually, this is the first time I ever played Fantasy Star besides Fantasy Star Online.
0: Well, yeah, and the, the online series, well, fun. Nothing at all like these Fantasy Star uh, classic four games. Uh, the original Fantasy Star, again, it was on Sega Master System. I did not own a Master System until much, much later in life. Uh, at one point, I had traded a friend of mine, my Nintendo, and some games for his his uh, Sega Master System and some games. And this was mm. one of the games on there. I had tried it. I love classic RPGs. I loved them as a kid. I mean, Dragon Warrior was fun, but I always thought that was a little basic. I had come from playing, you know, PC RPGs that were a little more involved. You had a whole party. The original Dragon Warrior, you just had had your one guy. And then they put out Final Fantasy later. Final Fantasy had a whole party. And I was like, oh, this is great. But there was still something about Final Fantasy that was was lacking. And in the later games, obviously built that up, and, and those, that series is uh, obviously massive, and I don't need to discuss it, but Fantasy Star was one of those ones I, I always wanted to play more of, but because I never finished the first, I never wanted to play the others. Unlike fan, uh, Final Fantasy we just mentioned, these actually do kind of build off one another story-wise. It doesn't matter, but to a kid like me, and to me now as an adult actually, it does matter, and I want to play the earlier games to finish them. So I've never finished this game. I've tried several times. It is a a tad slow, so I would say for anyone who has not bought this game yet or does not have it on, on any real version, I mean, obviously, the Master System is the way you should play it. But if you're not going to play it on the Master System, it's currently available as a Sega Ages title on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Sega Ages gives you, aside from the fact you just play it on your Switch, meaning you can play it mobily, play it anywhere. It's a huge bonus for these kind of games. Uh, it gives you some real nice Real nice enhancements uh, around the game itself. So the screen itself looks just like the Genesis, or the looks just like the Sega Master System screen, but outside of what the visible gameplay screen is, it gives you. A listing of all your characters and their health, which while you can see that in the original Fantasy Star, you have to actually go to a menu or be in combat to see your, your character's health. So it's nice to see your character's total health and magic points on the side. It also gives you a little map if you're in a dungeon that maps out for you. You don't have to do it on paper like I had to as a kid. Uh, the dungeons in Phantasy Star are first-person dungeons, which especially for the time frame is incredibly impressive. They actually, it's not free-moving. It's not like a a first-person shooter. But, you know, you go forward, and the game scrolls a little bit forward. When you turn, the screen turns and kind of shows you what you'd see left and right. And it's an an old, like, wizardry-style map. You have to actually draw it on a piece of paper. If you have the Sega Ages version... It does that for you, including marking down where treasure is, marking down if you found a pit, uh, you know, if like a, a pit in the floor that knocks you to another level, a door that needs a key. It already shows that all for you once you get to it. It's a huge help, especially in some of the lighter dungeons. Uh, and the Ages version it lets you play either on Classic version or Ages version. Ages will speed things up. So if you're not the kind of person that likes a game that's going to have a lot of grinding, uh, that might be a tad slow compared to what you're used to now. Ages lets you play this game and get the, the full experience of the game. But it, it allows you to speed things up. It does not take as long to level. It it makes it so it's a much faster experience than playing classic. I believe both Billy and Jeremy are playing ages. I am playing classic. It doesn't change what the game is like. It doesn't change the story. It just means that I'm probably wasting three times longer on pointless grinding <laughs> that they don't have to do.
1: Let, let me just tell you, if if you're anything like me at all, Th- this is going to be the only way you can play <laughs> play. Cause uh, it's got what Jeremy P said. It's got some other nice perks though, too. It's got a, uh, if you pause, it brings up a, a menu and you can look up a description of all the items. Because let me tell you, they don't give you a lot to go off of um, in those shops in terms of the names of things. So you kind of got to use your fucking imagination. It gives you a thing that tells you what the items are, uh, the amount of damage it does or defense and what characters can equip it which is is nice and i mean it's seamless you hit the button it pops right up hit the button it goes away and it's it's just a quick reference it gives i am especially fond of you can assign the buttons uh the top buttons especially um and i've got myself a nice little fast forward button up there to, to speed up my walking speed up everything i, I have no shame in admitting that I am gonna be using this very heavily the entire time. Um I, I just don't have the attention span otherwise. Um I, I didn't grow up on these and as a ADD addled kid, I don't think I could have sat down and played it. And as an ADD adult adult, I don't think I could do it now at normal speed. Um this is something, this type of RPG, if if you didn't grow up used to it, I, I have to imagine that a lot of people would would have a, a difficult time kind of adjusting to this pace and that's not a complaint about it it's it's not my thing um so i i'm very thankful that it exists in this form so i can kind of kind of get my feet wet uh, a little bit easier and i
2: i think this is definitely going to be um one of those things where it's 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 Jeremy P dragging me and billy through <laughs> because neither me or billy uh grew up playing these you know these very early RPGs, or even I've, like,
1: I've, yeah, I've, I've always had a curiosity for it.
2: I, I have too, and especially like you know, remembering those those times with my uncle and and him showing me those games, and I, I was curious to to see what it was like to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's it's uh, it it is definitely of its time, I guess. You know, I like I said I didn't play these games at the time, but like uh, thank fucking god for Sega Ages because i don't <laughs> we could have made it through this one uh without you know that even just being able to pull up that menu to see what things do because i don't know if the instruction booklet says anything but this game tells you nothing basically uh there is just so much of here is random thing that happens and now you have to figure out what that does or what mm. that thing is, or what you now need to go to. Uh, and a lot of it seems to be based on early, like, um, I don't know, like PC uh, adventure games, because you can literally press anywhere in this game, uh, press the action key or whatever it is, and it pulls up uh, a menu that's like search in and all this stuff, your menus and everything like that. That really reminds me of those old school uh, adventure games. Mm. So, I mean, I, it seems like maybe that a lot of that is based heavily. Uh, off of those old PC adventure games and, and RPGs. And so it was really eye-opening to see just how just how things were done uh, on these very early RPGs, especially with just how little they tell you and how random it can be.
0: The instruction manual for this game, if you add on the Sega Master System, is 40 pages. It does get it, into what each item does, what each spell does, what each weapon and armor is who can use them. It doesn't more of a narrative format, which is strange. It's not a chart like what you can get with Sega Ages, but it does give you that information. It does say, "Oh, here's a, you know, piece of armor you can buy that only, you know, your main character can wear and it has 25 defense points." It doesn't explain, you know, as clearly as the the map in or the the screen on Sega Ages where you hit the pause button and it shows you, "Here's what every item does, here what it costs, here's who can use it." It does, but again, in a narrative format. But yes, this is the kind of game that you needed the manual for, uh, especially for magic. You don't know what your magic spells do. Uh, this game, uh, unlike Final Fantasy and some of the other early RPGs, you earn spells automatically as you level. And each character has their own list of spells they earn. So it's not a matter of that you have any control over the build of your character. Your character is that person, period. The only control you have is what weapons and items they have, but it's a very clear-cut a is better than B and B is better than C and C is better than D. Like you don't want there's no reason to be like, "Oh, I'm going to save this one cuz it's really good against acid monsters." Nope. These are this is a very simple RPG. Uh yes, it's heavily based on PC RPGs cuz again, there was no console RPG scene. I mean, Dragon Warrior was it? And that was being based on Wizardry and all these other old classic PC games and 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 just made for what you could do with a two-button controller instead of a keyboard. So this is the same idea. The Sega Master System had two buttons, like the Nintendo. It's a very basic two-button RPG. But again, unlike Dragon Warrior, this has some some interesting takes, like the 3D dungeons, the fact they have a whole party, uh, and again. So if you if you compare it to Dragon Warrior and even Final Fantasy One, that's the same time period you're looking at here. We're definitely going to try to cover some newer classic rpgs as we go forward that maybe these guys will like a little more have a little more familiarity with already so it won't be just me dragging you along all of these for the rest of time but for the rest of the episodes covering fantasy star that could in fact be what happens so let's go ahead and dive right into how the game starts and uh, in kind of the background of the game itself One of the things I forgot to mention is that in Japan, the original release of Fantasy Star used the FM unit, which was an add-on to the Sega Master System in Japan, uh, the Sega Mark III, and it allowed a lot of games to have a better soundtrack. So the Sega Ages collection allows you to switch back and forth between the FM chip version, which is the second clip we're going to play here, and the original U.S. release sound chip, which is what the, uh, the first clip sound was. So the thing we just played was what you'd get if you played this right now on the Master System or on most of the previous versions released in the U.S. The Sega Ages version finally has the FM tracks, which I think sound a lot nicer. So we're going to use those for the rest of the show. And that's what this would sound like. is alice uh the main character of the game is female which again that's not completely out of this world in 2019 but it certainly was a drastic change in 1987 to have your main character uh just be a girl she uses swords and shields it's you know it's, it's not a game where you have a whole lot of customization of what weapons your character has so everyone basically uses some sort of sword uh, or staff and then armor and a shield that's the only three equipable item spots you have Alice starts the game because her brother Nero is some sort of political activist trying to f- raise people uh, to, to fight against the evil King Lassik. Uh, king Lassik was the, uh, a good king at some point, but he's been in power for quite a long time. And as he got older, uh, he's decided he wants to live forever. And so he's tried to find a way to make that happen involving black magic. And now he's become kind of an evil king, an evil tyrant king that rules over the entire solar system of the algal star system uh there are three planets in the star system that you will be visiting throughout your adventure so palma matavia and desoris you start the game on palma in the i guess the biggest town in palma kamenit uh so when you start the game you see that little cinematic of your brother getting uh, captured and killed and he says oh you know you've got to continue my mission go find a man named odin and that's the only clue you have as what you're supposed to do you've got kind of a like a, a basic sword and a basic leather armor, and you're on your way and there's no, no other guidance as to what to do in this kind of game, and this is how Dragon Warrior was and all the other games. Your first task is to figure out what you're even supposed to be doing, so you have to talk to every single person in town uh, The towns in this game are you know separate screens than the the overworld, but it's still a you know a top down uh standard RPG look so you walk around you find people standing there you walk into them it'll talk to them there are buildings in the town you can go into any building you see there's essentially four or five types of buildings there are what I'd consider character buildings you walk into and there's someone standing there and they'll give you some information Uh, there are shops Uh, there's several different kinds of shops but a shop you go in you buy some items and there are somewhere you can actually sell some items there are hospitals where you can get healed uh if if you don't want to use your own magic to heal yourself, and there is a church, the church has some amazing music, uh, but oh, also <laughs> it's where you a go to vulgar when character. you walk
1: into that damn church. Uh, the, I perk straight up. Can I ask you something before we get too far into it? Sure. How do you do all these names? I started this game at eleven p.m. one night, and I took notes. My note at eleven o two p.m too many names there are a lot of names and and... two minutes and i've i'll tell you i know alice and fucking and there's a cat And, and i've never learned any damn names they were telling me to go this place i had no idea where it was i'm horrific with names in these games so two minutes in i was overwhelmed with them I got,
2: I got pikachu and odin basically and that's that's mm. those are my two that i got going uh and alice of course but yes <laughs> it was uh very much I, I did enjoy uh before we get too far into this that this is a sci-fi rpg mm-hmm. and i have never really played a sci-fi rpg before and so the i i was instant i'm instantly into this world and being yes. able to go to different planets it you know i my. I've always wanted a, a really good Star Trek RPG, basically, and that, that has never existed. So I, I was kind of interested to see if if this, if Fantasy Star could finally be uh, my Star Trek RPG. And to, you know, it, it is already better than every Star Trek game that's ever existed, pretty much, uh, just from what we've played, as far as just being a, a cool sci-fi, go to different planets, uh, kill some monsters, get a get a party and things like that. So I, I really did enjoy that aspect of it, uh, especially getting started and, and seeing that this isn't just your your standard mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi village or something like that. Uh, it's it still kind of got you know you're still using swords and stuff like that, but you know you're going to spaceports, you're going to different planets. Uh, I thought that was, that was actually really cool.
0: Yeah, it's definitely nice to see a sci-fi RPG, especially, again, retro RPGs. There really weren't many. Everything was was Dungeons & Dragons, so this is nice to have kind of a... It still plays like those games, but it's got a different setting to it, which is nice this is the first time you've got to learn if you haven't played one of these before you've got to talk to everybody and you even though 99 percent of the people you find will say something completely pointless or or just some flavor text or whatever that's how you find out things like these names if you go to every city you don't know the name of that city the name of that town whatever you have to talk to somebody and eventually they'll say like oh welcome to you know in this case kamenit is the first town uh that you start in uh that's that's the only way you'll know any of these names. And unfortunately, the manual gives you a little bit of that for the names of the planets and some of the characters. But other than that, make sure you talk to everybody. Otherwise, they assume you've done that. So you'll get a lot of clues where it's like, oh, you need to go to Paseo. And you're like, well, I don't I don't know where that is. Is that a person? Is that a thing? You have to have gone to those places, talked to those people. You'll. I actually have like a, a separate map I wrote down of just kind of a, a really poorly drawn map of the overworld just so I could keep track of what the names of each of these cities are. Because... Again, the clues you'll get from the people you talk to in these towns, assume you've done that. They assume you know what the name of every town and planet and towns on those planets are. Uh, it, it makes it definitely very difficult. It does not give you a pointer in where to go. Uh, thankfully, the maps are not overly large, and it it's kind of easy to, if you just do everything you can at a certain point, because you are able to grind out, and you're going to be required to grind out some levels, uh, to eventually overpower every area and really clean it out to make sure you've missed nothing. So... Uh, that, that is a positive. But the most important thing you can do in the first town, One ones you'll notice that there is both exits out to the main map, which is great. There's an exit to a spaceport and there are guards at the door and they say you can't go past this spaceport into the spaceport without a road pass. Sorry. And you don't have a road pass. Despite that you've lived in the city your entire life, it's assumed you'd have a road pass. You don't. So you cannot go to the spaceport. So that requires you to go out into the main world. The other thing you need to do is walk around, talk to everybody till eventually you find somebody who knows your brother, feels bad that that happened to him, wants to help you, and he gives you a Laconia pot. Uh, you can't do anything with this pot at first. You try to, I figured, well, I'll just sell it, get some money. You can't sell it. It tells you you might need this later, which is helpful of the game to not screw me to where I sell something I need later. But you make sure you have that pot or you can't do a very important piece of the story. You can't progress the story after the first maybe two hours without finding that pot in the first town and making sure it's in your inventory. Um, after you've done that, you'll get some clues that in order to, to kind of find out what to do, they recommend you go to the port town of Scion. Uh, there's only, as you, if you walk out of Kamenit into the overworld map, you'll see that Kameneet itself is kind of a walled-in city. It's got the city you started in, Kamenit, the spaceport, and then there's another little town underneath it. Uh, that town underneath it is technically a different town, but it's still attached to uh, the spaceport, much like Camonite is, and you can walk between these three cities pretty easily without running into any monsters. It's kind of a safe yeah. zone in this Walden area. Uh, the one thing I recommend you doing in this this game is, if you find a store in any of these cities, you know, kind of mark down what the items are that they sell, and they only sell three items each, and how much the prices are. Because almost all these items are un- you know not universal, they're stuck at that one store. So You'll find a store in Kameneet where they sell shields, and that's great. Nowhere else is going to sell shields in these first couple towns, so if you need a shield or a better shield, you've got to go back to this one town, find that store, get the shield. Very important to remember where each item is in the game uh, because you're going to have to do a lot of back and forths to buy things. Uh, this game is, is very straightforward in what items and weapons are better than others, but it requires you to remember where to get those things, and then you have to buy them, equip them, get rid of the old ones if you don't do that even if you grind up all day long you're going to be way underpowered so the best strategy i have for this game in general is if you find a town and there's some weapons that are not realistically out of control i mean there's there's a couple places you'll go where it's like oh a sword's 100 and then the the better sword's 200 and then this other sword is ten thousand dollars i wouldn't say stick around and earn ten thousand dollars but whatever the most reasonable highest item you can buy at those shops are you should make sure you buy them and buy it quickly, uh, you'll notice a massive increase in how much damage you do in combat. And this game is pretty harsh with combat. Uh, we're going to get to that in one minute. The other thing to remember in Caminate that I forgot to mention is right inside the town when you first come in from the outside, there's a, like a, a yellowish hut that you can go into. And that person's like, oh, I'll do whatever I can to help you. Why don't you rest here? And she will fill all of your health and all of your magic for free. If otherwise you go to hospitals to do it, it's going to cost a lot of money each time. And it, she doesn't resurrect you, but everything except for death, go to that house as often as you can, especially early on in the game, to make sure you get your health and magic refilled for free. Otherwise, you're going to be earning money and then giving it right to the hospital, and then earning money and giving it right to the hospital.
2: Yeah, this, is, uh, this was a rude awakening for me for starting out this game for the first time. Uh, the a- actual first steps I took of playing this game was watching the opening cinematic. Uh, looking, uh, and then after that, you're in the town. I walked to one one person, and he was like, you know, he just said your standard RPG stuff. Just this, you know, welcome to this. This is the town. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that's the town. And then I found the exit, and I was like, well, this town sucks. I'm going to go out this exit. So I went out the exit, and I walked around, and I went up to the beach, and there was an octopus there, and he killed me in one hit, and it was game over. So I had to restart the game. <laughs> And it was it was very much just like all right well this is this kind of game, and and then I took a little bit more time with it, and that's kind of what you have to do with this game. You have mm. to you have to take your time, and uh, like Jeremy said, wh- anytime you see these things that you can upgrade to, it's time to go fight. It's time to go out in that world map and, and hope you don't get into an area where you're not supposed to be, and and kill some enemies and and gain gain money, gain enough yes. money to go buy the things that you need. Um, and it is, it is all based around like, uh, just what what do you call it? Like the, the flow of the game is go to town, talk to people, figure out what you need to buy, add up how much money you need to buy that stuff with, go out, kill the things, gain levels while you're doing so get that amount of money, go buy the things you need and progress in the game. And so far that seems to be how it's going, uh, besides just figuring out what you actually have to do in, in between all of that so um yeah that's that that is really all this game is uh so far anyway and that i've been out fighting and grinding and then buying i bought my tit sword and (laughs) then like uh i bought um you know some better armor and things like that and that it makes a huge difference in this game. Mm -hmm. huge difference you buy the
1: thick fur for the cat yeah
2: i didn't i didn't buy that for pikachu yet but i did see it and I wanted uh you know I, but I'd been grinding a, a good deal, and in the ages version, if you play like the uh the non standard version, it makes the uh encounter rate very, very low, and to the point where you're actually wandering around uh way more out in the field than what you would
1: you got to hold down that fast forward that's button. i
2: i get I haven't actually been playing with a fast forward button, so maybe that's what I need to do. And I was just walking in circles out in the woods, just like, "Come on, please anything, fight me uh but it does at least whenever you do find something it gives you a lot more experience and gold than what you would I guess in the standard game uh yeah that's that that was my first experience with the game and and going through just you have to learn to talk to everyone, literally mm-hmm. everyone, and sometimes more than once uh because uh, they will say things uh different uh, and I found that uh, I found that out found that out fairly quickly
1: Sorry. it just so happens that wandering around outside uh, yelling for people to fight him is is jeremy's favorite weekend activity but it's fucking uh, th- this is when i ran into the problem i have even when i play a modern day rpg is, is grinding and, and the fact that i can't stop i, I just obsessively just and i just sat there like the first hour i played this game i just sat there in that field starting near town and as i leveled up I'd, I'd move a little bit further kind of towards the beach and just grinding and grinding through and just buying you know i bought the you know the top tier of each thing the shops offered and i was still just grinding there i, I don't know what level i'm supposed to be at right now but i i, I pretty good feeling i'm higher than i need to be at this moment um yeah i don't know if i love it or hate it to sit there and and grinding through there's something rewarding about when you do that level up what's not rewarding though is uh, i guess i'm spoiled by modern games that refill your they they top you off when you hit a new level this one fucking doesn't if you level up with two hit points left you've you've got two hit points left yes they're not going to do you any favors and, and especially early on, the
0: only way to refill your health is, again, go back to town. Either, either you're lucky enough to buy the first town, and that woman will do it for free, or go to a hospital, or go to the the, 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 the food shop, and you can buy cola and burgers, uh, and mm-hmm. those will also refill your health. Later on, pretty early on, actually, uh, I'd say you should probably stay right outside of Cam and Eat until you're about level 5 or so. Uh, on your main character. You should only have one character at this point. Uh, Get to level five or so, buy some better items and weapons, then you can start branching out. Uh, This game, and and a lot of classic RPGs do this, the overworld map, uh, you know, if if you're on grass or trees or a beach or whatever the terrain is, that changes what the random encounter you could hit is. So if you're on the plains and you're within, you know, so many squares of of the starting city, you're going to fight slimes, or they 're called owl bears, but they 're basically like big flying eyeballs. Uh, you know you, you, there are a few things you don 't want to fight at first. Scorpions are very tough at first, but you later on you know you want to find those harder monsters because they give you more money, more experience you know as you get better and better. so you want to stay in that those plains areas in the woods, you have a better chance of running into larger numbers of monsters or tougher monsters and if you go on the beach, the beach will just kill you. The beach is full of, of like uh, octopuses and mermen and all these things that kill you in one or two hits, so you want to stay. Right outside of the town, and just grind for about five levels. Combat in this game uh, is is very traditional, much uh, much like a, a wizardry. You go to a separate screen where you can see the enemies that are fighting you. Uh, you each of your characters in your party gets a choice to either to attack, magic, uh, a talk is an option. Uh, apparently, there are some cr- characters you can talk to in the game. I have not found many of those as of this point we've gotten so far. Uh, and then run. You can run as well, or use an item and then run. Uh, run gives you a chance of escaping the battle. Uh, it also gives you a chance of the uh, enemies you're fighting blocking your way and getting to attack you while you do nothing for a turn. So use run at your own discretion, especially if you're low on life. I mean, it may be your only way out, but, uh, but there's a good chance you won't make it and then everything gets a free hit on you. Uh, this game, when you die in combat, if all your characters die, you go back to your last save. Thankfully, you can save anywhere you have that menu screen. You can come up, you can save your, your spot, you're good to go. Um... I recommend saving as much as you can. It's, there's nothing worse than grinding out three or four levels, forgetting to save, and then dying by accident because you go too far, and then all of a sudden you have to go back and regrind two hours of your time. That, that's going to be a momentum killer. It's probably going to be the end of your gaming for the night on this one because that uh, that's very, very painful.
2: I, I need to ask this before we go on, and I don't know if I'm just being dumb, but um, if you're fighting more than one enemy in this game, it's not like they're displayed on the screen. It's just the one enemy that you're actually fighting, but in the top, right. It shows the amount of enemies that, that you're actually fighting.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: So in front of you, it can just be a slime, but over on the right hand side in the box, it, it could be like five slimes. Right. Um, is there any way to single out one slime? Because I've, uh, I you, you hit and it seems like it hits one slime and your party member hits another slime. Um, It just seems like it's random. So like there will be times when I'm just in the in the party by myself and there will be two enemies And instead of just hitting the same enemy over and over again. It's like going back and forth between the ones. So I could actually kill one if I just hit it one more time, but it'll actually hit the other enemy for some Mm -hmm. reason. And I'm, I'm not sure why it's doing that.
0: It does seem to be random, and it's also random the amount of damage you do within a range I mean you know it's not like you're gonna do zero to a hundred, but it's a random amount of damage you do or take uh, and yes, it's random which enemy you hit that is irritating uh, I'm going to be honest that is almost unbearable this that makes this game it's one of my major complaints about this game is the the way that it does that, especially if you're fighting five or six monsters, and if you just focused on one, you know your party can take out one of these guys in one round, but if instead you're dicking around and hitting random guys, you might fight these same six guys for eight rounds because they're all down to single-digit life, but they're all still there, so they all still hit you. And this game does not fool around with damage. You take a good amount of damage until you are sufficiently leveled and sufficiently armored. And if you're not, you will die in two or three hits, even from from stuff that you don't think it will kill you too much. They can get lucky hits on you and do a lot of damage. So you, you've got to make sure you've got healing items or healing spells once you earn them. Uh, ready because sometimes the simplest fights because of that same problem you're mentioning where there's three or four enemies and you hit random ones at a time can drag out and just whittle you down
2: gotta gotta get those burgers yeah you gotta have a lot of burgers well
0: at about level four uh alice will learn her first spell which is a heal spell she also gets enough magic power to heal herself twice healing early on does 20 points of health Uh, back to you which is almost your health bar at that level so that's fine i mean it's great to have it 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 stretches out the amount of times you have to go back to that hut in town and and get your health and magic filled up Uh, but still healing yourself twice not that exciting especially because unless you bought a bunch of burgers that's the only way you get health back and it is easy to get kind of stuck in a whittle down battle and then another cheap way you take damage is after every fight you of course you'll get experience which helps you level up But also, all enemies drop a treasure chest. That's how you get your money from after the battles or any items you may find, which are rare but do happen. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of the treasure chests are trapped, so they'll either shoot a spear at you or they'll explode. There's no way to tell if it's going to happen. There's nothing you can do to stop that damage. All you can do is soak it up and hope that you have enough hit points to survive that damage. So make sure you have a lot of healing items. You're going to spend a lot of time grinding and hearing this music. Music. you get to about level 5 and you've got you know, the, the items you felt like you've earned enough money for and you feel comfortable with then you start heading out and exploring the map a little bit. You'll realize that not only is you know the the spaceport Walden area you're in there's a cave to the south that uh, when you first go into is dark and you can't do anything to, to see unless you go back and buy a flash item uh, which is a one use only but lights the dungeon the whole time you're in them. Make sure you always have flashes in your inventory. Um Everything in there is very strong, not as strong as the beaches, but pretty tough. I would say don't go there yet, but it's good to mark on your map where it is because you will need to go there. Uh, There's a forest at the bottom that when you try to walk into, it tells you that you can't make your way through the forest. There's obviously some sort of item you'll need to get through that. And then if you go to the east of the starting city, that's the port town of Sion that you've been asked to go to. You should make your way over there. That's where you'll find your second set of shops. That's where you can buy better weapons, I believe. Uh, and it's also where you're going to start getting hints on where Odin could be. Uh, Odin is the person your brother told you to find. Odin has been hunting Medusa or in some sort of mag- you know, famous warrior that's been missing for a while, so you need to figure out what could have happened to him. Uh, also, you've gotten some information that somebody in this town at one of the stores tells you, like, oh, I, I captured this magical monster, but I sold it, and I, and I sent it to Matavia, one of the other planets. So while at first that doesn't seem that important to you, uh, make sure you know that because you're going to have to head there at some point to find that. That that will be your second character. Uh, but that's the main point of going to Cyan is to learn about both where Odin could be and uh, and to make sure you hear about the mysterious animal. Then, basically, back to what we just did a minute ago, we're going to spend another hour <laughs> grinding uh, to, to be able to go to that cave south of the town. I don't know,
2: you missed a very important part that like nearly stopped me playing. The part where you actually have to buy the secret.
0: <laughs> well, you, you don't have to do that yet. I was going to get to that, but yes, that is... So, when you go to the... to, uh, When you're in Scion, the second-hand shop, which is where you buy items, they 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 sell flashes and they sell returners, which means that you, anywhere on the map you'll go to the last church you were in. And they also sell secrets for 200... Uh, it's Gold in this game is mesetas, so 200 mesetas. And the first time you buy secrets, they're like, Nah, I don't want to tell you secrets. You're like, okay. And if you didn't know, to try over and over again. Eventually, if you keep trying to buy secrets, she's like, fine, I'll sell you some secrets. And for 200 Isn't that gold. is just what
1: a motherfucker does, though, when they have a secret? They want to tell you, but they want you to act like you got to coax it out of them. Well, that's how you
0: get your road pass. Once you get that, you can now go to the spaceport. And if you didn't have that item, you couldn't go to the spaceport. I was actually going to to come back to that because what I did on my game, and you can do this... I mean, there are some things you have to do to progress the story, but you could kind of do several things at this point. And we'll kind of cover those optional items and optional areas uh, for our next episode. But for the way I played this now, I went to the cave south of Kamenit, was able to find Odin, who had been frozen. Uh, not frozen, but turned to stone. And at that point, there's nothing I could do for Odin. There's nothing I could do in that, in that chain. You know, I tried to go and talk to everybody, see if they, everyone was like, oh, I know how to unfreeze people. The only story piece that I couldn't resolve was this weird animal that this guy bought that is now on this other planet. And now I need to get off the planet. So, yes, you have to go buy a road pass from the person who has secrets for 200 uh, mesetas. Oh. And, and if you do that, then you can go to, uh, to the, the next planet by going to the spaceport. The dumbest mini like, side quest that you have to do in this is after you get that road pass, then you go to the spaceport. And you, get, you try to get on the spaceship, and they're like, oh, do you have a passport? And you're like, oh, damn it, I don't have a passport. So you go to the passport office and just pay for a passport. It's the, it's the dumbest mini quest. But I guess you have to have, what, another 1,000 thousand gold to buy your passport. Yeah, so, it was another
2: 100, and I had 95. Okay. Oh, so I, had walk, I had to go back out to the field and grind one more battle and, this, and then go back there and, and get that.
1: To go back to the thing with the secret and having to tell the person, no, I was stuck. And I messaged Jeremy uh, in a <laughs> a fit of desperation. It's like, what do I do? What because I, I and he tells me, said so you gotta go to the show, and he's explaining what I need to do. And and as I'm reading it, I audibly let out a no, no, and I say, <laughs> and I'm protesting no over and over again. Right, <sighs> this is gonna be my cross to bear during this series (laughs) during these next several episodes uh, just dealing with obtuse shit and and things that don't make any sense at all and and that first time playing through it when this thing was released i don't know how i don't know how anybody got anywhere on these things and and i i sincerely hope it doesn't get worse but I, i i have my concerns
2: I, I I was doing my best just to go through it without consulting anything uh, because I thought, you know, it's got the, uh, you know, you press the button, you got the guide to all the items and everything like that. And when you whenever you go into the dungeons, like Jeremy said, like it actually does a really good job of mapping it out for you. It does a really great job of of making this game a little less obtuse. And so with how basic it was with as far as like talking to people and they just kind of give you stuff randomly, like the pot that you get. Uh, At the very beginning, like you just walked in this guy's house. He's like, here's a pot. It's like, all right, whatever the fuck that is. And nothing really comes of that pot until like a few hours later. So I I really wasn't expecting this to be one of those games where it's just like you get to that point with that secret in a shop. You know, these shops have always, wherever you go, operated the exact same way. And then suddenly it's just like, no, you can't have that. I was like, well, you know, I guess there's something I need to do in another town or, or something else in this town it didn't even register to me that I actually have to keep talking to this guy to wear him down. Uh, the, and so like I went out and like uh, did all this other stuff and I could not figure out where that. I actually went through, like you said, the, the cave and found Odin. And I was like, well, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's a thing that I need to do. Still nothing. And I was just stuck. I was absolutely stuck. I did not know where to go. So I went to game facts, everyone's favorite place to go for, for walkthroughs for <laughs> video games in 2019 and looked it up and it was totally it was like you just got to keep talking to that guy and he'll give it to you eventually it's Like you son of a bitch this fucking game I already knew exactly where it was going to go from that point on it's like alright this is going to be this is that old school kind of game where you just kind of got to it, it ain't going to be simple as far as figuring out what you got to do next you just got to play by its own rules and uh, have a walkthrough right next to you and as long as I had that walkthrough next to me I, I was good to go
0: well, and that talk to the same person with different results each time is a trick this game does several times, and it's just as awkward as it is with these secrets, where they're like, no, I don't want to tell you secrets. And you go, going, and he's like, no, really, I don't want to tell any secrets. And the tournament's like, all right, here's a secret. Like, <laughs> they're all like that. Talk to him two or three times, and eventually the guy's like, okay, I was just joshing you. Here's what you need to know. So that is something that happens several times in the game. Um, the <laughs> after you get your road pass, and after you buy your passport, and you're able to finally fly to the uh, the planet of Matavia. you'll end up on Paseo, which is their capital. Uh, you can walk around and talk to everybody there just to see what's there. There is another shop that sells some other items. Uh, there is uh, some people that kind of give you some advice on what to do. You can technically go out to the world map, although I do not recommend you do it at this level. You'll probably get killed pretty quickly. Uh, but most importantly, you will find uh, the the strange animal in the shopkeeper that bought him before... He wants to sell it for some absurd amount of money, and you don't have it, but you will he will take the pot. He sees you have this magical pot some guy gave you, the, the, the Maconia pot, and he'll trade you the pot for the animal. Uh, the animal will be your second party member. His name is Meow, which is almost as bad as Pikachu, M-Y-A-U. Uh, Meow does not use swords or shields or armor. He has his own special set of equipment, some of which you can buy in stores, some of which you have to find. Uh, in dungeons but he will be your second character most importantly he has a vial around his neck and that vial is magical potion that's supposed to be able to uh, to un-, un turn people that were stone no longer stone that's what you need to do to save odin at that point you can take your new cat character go back to the original city of kamenit i highly recommend again you don't try to immediately go back to that cave because every time you get a new character they're probably way way under level with you with terrible equipment grind a little longer get to about level 10 or so, uh, you don't have to be quite that high, but level ten's a, a place to kind of br- blow through the next few story marks, go back to that cave south of town, find Odin again, use the, the item that's now in your inventory because you have Meow with you, and you can then free Odin. Odin will immediately join you, because why not? And And now you have a party of three people. This makes many of the things you've been doing Uh, combat-wise, especially going through dungeons now, much, much easier. Every one of these characters has their own health bar, their own magic bar. While none of them start with spells, they get them pretty quickly, at least Meow does. Uh, Odin can never use spells. He's just a warrior, so as long as you keep giving him better and better weapons, he'll do a lot of damage for you. Uh, But that's, that's kind of where you stop now. You get Odin. You can get back to Kamenit. And again, other than grinding, which you're going to want to do for a while to buy Odin some better weapons and armor and get your characters levelled up some new spells, that's that's the first big step of this adventure is is getting the person your brother told you to find at the very beginning of the game, Odin, to finally join your party. So now you're back at Kamenit. You're fully healed. You get your characters. You're going to get ready to do some grinding. There are some... Uh, if you go through that the main map of Palma that you're on, there are two other dungeons you can explore. Uh, you won 't be able to get very far in either of them yet because they both have locked doors early on, but uh, Odin tells you when he joins that you need to go to the the, uh, the town hidden impassable forest there 's a town in there, and he gives you a compass that will help you get through the forest and that 's what we will do on our next adventure of retrovaniacs weekend warriors uh, and again we 're going to probably play through another five hours. I will be posting on our social media about how far you need to be to get to where we 're going to stop next time i 'm not there yet. Uh, But I think I'm pretty close uh, after uh, after getting Odin and getting to town. You then get to finally do a little bit of exploring. Uh, I've done some new areas and then you get to leave the planet and do some exploring on other planets, which is something to look forward to. So, uh, Mm -hmm. please, uh, this is going to be a a series that we're going to try to do every Sunday. Uh, Saturday or Sunday I'm going to try to post an episode most episodes will be shorter than this after this first episode everything will be a patron exclusive so if you liked this you want to keep playing uh, along with us on these you know please consider joining our patron at the $5 mark that gets you all the other bonus shows that gets you a chance to win monthly drawings and it will get you to continue on the retro maniacs weekend warriors show. Uh, if you did not care for this and you don't care for these type of games, maybe this is not something that's going to convince you <laughs> to join it, but we are trying to think of other things we can offer. Maybe do this every other month or every three months and have some other kind of themed shows in there that we can add as well. That might be more your style. I got, um, I
2: got a really good deal for you guys. If you want to buy a secret, uh, <laughs> just uh, send $200 uh, to wherever we accept money at. And, um, uh, and uh, you'll eventually <laughs> we'll eventually give, give you a secret. Yeah, we'll get you that secret. Uh, <laughs> and I, it, it might and I'm
1: right. going to give perhaps the most useful pro tip anyone playing this game could have. I recommend putting the fast forward button on probably about the right bumper. I find that it feels the most natural just to hold your finger down on that button the entire time you play.
2: And I, I will say, as
1: as much as I'm
2: just... I, I'm kind of looking forward to playing through the rest of this. Oh, yeah. I, I do enjoy the sci-fi setting. I like the little cinematics that it does for, like, mm. the story. Like, I thought that was pretty neat for this being a Sega Master System game. Uh, it, it's uh, It's got some neat stuff going for it. So uh, I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. But God God help you if you don't get that Sega Ages version. <laughs> I mean, if you're in it for, you know, in it to win it for playing that 80s version of Fantasy Star, then by all means... Uh, You can find it on uh, various other Sega collections, I believe. Is it on the uh, the new Genesis Mini?
0: It's not on the Genesis Mini because it was a Master System game, but it is on the Sonics collection that was on the PS3 and Xbox 360 as a hidden game. You have to play, I think, play like five minutes of, fantasy star 2 and unlocks uh you can also find it on on the original game boy advance there's a collection of one through three it also gives you some very helpful foldouts and you could also of course play it on the sega genesis but our sega master system uh, but i recommend the sega ages version as i said it gives you a lot of uh the mapping alone in the dungeons makes it worth that i think it's six dollars or seven dollars it's worth it just to get that mapping because otherwise get your pen and paper out gentlemen it's going to be a long night <laughs> So again, that's where we end this episode of Retrovaniac's Weekend Warriors Fantasy Star. We've got three members of our party. We're back in our starting town of Kameneet, and we're ready to continue our adventure next time. Uh, Again, you should be at about level 10 with Alice, although that's not a necessity. Uh, And the next five hours are going to have a lot more grinding uh, as you continue your game. Highlights of the next episode is that we're going to meet our last party member. We're going to explore some other planets, and we're going to build a rocket ship. If you like the show, please subscribe to our Patreon. All future episodes of RetroVaniax Weekend Warriors are going to be a patron-exclusive show, along with our other two bonus shows. So now you get not just the two bonus shows we're doing in addition to our regular shows, you'll have RetroVaniax Weekend Warriors, which, while it is a weekly event, while it's going on, we're not sure how often it's going to happen. Uh, and we do have other ideas for other shows. So, again, our Patreon is going to have more and more content, as long as we can get more and more people to join. So if you're interested at all... Please go check out our Patreon. The link is in the comments. It's also all over our social media. And hopefully, we'll see you next time as we continue our adventures in Fantasy Stone.